I was spending my time building my company. How am I supposed to know about Google or Facebook or digital marketing or landing pages and funnels and campaigns and how we, and here's the thing, most business owners don't know. And that's the reason why most business owners fail when they try to go at it themselves because they're doing it to try to save money. Now, let me say right here, if you're looking at some of these big influencers online, like Tony Robbins and these big people that do all these social posts, they don't do all those posts. They get people to do it. They get professionals to do it that know what they're doing in their voice so you appear omnipotent. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Robert. I've got a great guest with me today. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Joel Mandelbaum. I nearly got it wrong, Joel. Sorry about that. Best-selling author, author of uh, Winning Online and also describes himself as a digital Sherpa. I think you'll know why in a minute. Strategic technology consultant and all-around digital marketing guru. Um, and the little matter of being a good guy as well should make this a very in interesting chit chat today. So welcome, Joel. Nice to have you here. Thanks, Robert. I'm, it's fantastic to be here and to be able to today, hopefully give some knowledge out to your audience um, that, uh, you know, I just like to spread what I, my knowledge and help business owners globally. So I'm very grateful to be on the call oh. and I hope I can impart some good stuff to your listeners today. I'm sure you can. Bless you for that. And thank you so much. Um, I'll tell you what I like to do with my, my, my guests, really, just to get the ball rolling uh, in the beginnings, to ask you kind of a little bit about your backstory, um, how you got from where, where you started to where you are now, and where you see in the, yourself in the next sort of five, ten years, what the plan is. What a great question. So I'll, I'll go back and I'll give as, as a bit of a, as much summary as possible, but it really I have to start off in my work career. Um, when I was 19 years old, was back in 1988. So you want to do the math, you'll know exactly how old I am. Uh, I got out of high school. I always wanted to have my own business. Always, 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 ever since I was young. It's probably genetic. Uh, and um, so when I was 19 and I, I finished high school and about to go to university, because we had grade 13 here. So you didn't graduate until you were 19. So I graduated in July of 88 and was thinking, you know, what do I do? I want to go out there. I want to start a business. Um, and I asked my parents, you know, okay, they're like, okay, you're going to university. And I said, okay, you're paying. And they said, no, we're not paying. I said, well, then I'm not going to university. And I thought, wow, what a great opportunity to get out there and really do what I want to do. I didn't have any fear, no barriers. You know, you fear comes by listening to yourself. That's what I, that's what I, so I stopped listening to myself at a young age. Not saying I don't get fear anymore and anxiety. Everybody does to a degree. However, I jumped in and I took my, I had, uh, when I was 13, I had a bar mitzvah, had a, made some money off that. So I took my savings and bought a car. And of course my dad, he's like, that's not an investment. Why are you buying a car? I said, dad, I'm going to make money with the car. I'm going to drive as a delivery driver or here in Canada, we call it a courier. Mm -hmm. In French, courier means courier de bois, messenger of the woods. Uh, and it's funny because when we expanded into the United States, none of the people in Buffalo knew what a courier was. So we had to change our name of our company to Split Second Courier to Split Second Delivery. It was quite, wow. quite interesting. Yeah. And, um, and so, um, yeah, so I started, took the money, said, yeah. So I started driving for a courier company for about six months. I fell in love with the freedom of driving and I wanted to make that a career. 
So I started my own delivery business uh, in Toronto here. We did mostly same day rush, get it there in a couple hours overnight. And then around 1999-98, expanded into the United States, into Buffalo, which uh, where I live in Toronto, we're about uh, an hour north of Niagara Falls. And I'm sure people have heard of that. Buffalo is around the Niagara Falls area. So expanded into the States, grew the business. At the height of my company was probably around 2010. We, were, we had about 100 staff, 100 employees, which included drivers, staff. Um, now, the drivers are all subcontractors, but yet they still work with me, kind of like Uber, you know, uh, but they still work with us full time. And I guess at around 2012, I started losing passion for the business. I, I, I started getting frustrated because I saw other companies that were newer than mine. You know, I started in 88, so 98, 2008. You know, like 14 years after these companies are growing faster, like where did that one come from? Why are they so big? How did they get that client? I've been trying to get that client for five years. I thought I had a good rapport with the person and they skipped me over and went with someone else. Mm -hmm. And it just started getting frustrated because I built my business. Remember, I didn't go to university. I didn't have a formal post high school education. What my education was at the time is my mother gave me an audio program from a gentleman named Brian Tracy. Uh, and his audio program was called The Psychology of Selling. I was just looking at her, you know, in her, in her bookcase one day. She had the audio program. I took it out. I'm looking at it. I'm like, Mom, can I use this? Sure. I listened to it. And that's when I fell in love with, you know, learning on wheels. You can literally get a university education on wheels. Most people, what are they doing when they're driving? You know, they're driving or some of them are distracted, texting this, that, whatever. We see it all the time. Why not listen to something educational? And I probably consumed tens, maybe even a hundred books and courses through driving and doing the deliveries at the same time. So I started off as a driver of one. I, 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 uh, I worked for another company, a courier business for about six months. And then in the summer, I started my own, built it up. And 2012 again came and I was like, it's just not where I just had lost passion. And I kind of felt like something was missing. And just, you know, when you ask the universe for help or guidance, and I'm like, oh, I think I maybe want to sell the business. Literally that day, I get a phone call or my, one of my staff gets a phone call from one of my largest competitors just happened to ask if I'd be interested in selling the business. Yeah. And I thought, I'm looking up, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> what a joke. So I get on the phone with this gentleman. I knew him, I knew of him because he was one of my largest competitors in Toronto and he says, hey, Joel, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. I hear you want to maybe sell your business. I'm like, where'd you hear that from? He says, a little birdie told me. And I'm like, well, there's no birdies that were flying in my office. So he assumed. We hit it off great. And I thought, you know what? He gave me a good offer. Um, and I thought, okay, you know what? Let's take it. But the conditions were that my drivers still have a job. My dispatcher has a job. And, you know, my vice president decided to do something else. and. So we sold out. And although it was to a degree of victory, it was a very hollow victory for me after. And I, I didn't realize because that was really all I did my whole adult life, 19 years old. I drove pizza a little bit. I worked at a gas station for a little bit and then went right into my own business. And I was really, really, um, you know, it was, 
it was kind of, as I said, it was hollow because I felt sad that I, I couldn't get it bigger. I, I, could, I couldn't really grow it to where I want, you know, and then really as an entrepreneur, you hit your 100,000, you want to do 500,000, you do a million, you're 5 million, you're 10 million. And we were in the low seven figures at that time. And so when this offer came, I took it. I thought, great. Uh, our agreement was that I would work with them for a year to migrate over as many clients as possible. And how you generally get paid in that industry is that you get a percentage of the sales that you bring over. Okay. Almost like a hired salesperson or a, a contracted salesperson. And what makes the difference is the percentage you get. So I got a very good percentage. I worked with, with them for a year. Towards about eight, nine months after uh, we signed the deal, I'm noticing my commission checks growing like good. So, you know, almost 50% in about six, seven months. I thought, first thought was, wow, he really, he timed the buyout because I'd be making, I mean, my revenue would have been at least another 50%. So I went up to him one day, I think it was around month eight. And I said, hey, Frank, I said, um, you really got us at a good time. Good for you. And he starts smiling. And he, I said, yeah, because I've noticed the commissions go up, blah, blah, blah. I said, you timed your buyout. And he smiles. He says, no, that wasn't it. I'm like, what are you talking about? He says, Joel, we're good friends. Let's have a chat in the office. I'm thinking, okay. He said, I bought your company and I paid you premium because you have good customers. You have a good reputation. You've got good customers. They've stayed with you for a long time. But I also knew that you didn't have the best technologies in terms of order entry dispatch for your clients and you had no online visibility hmm. i'm thinking okay the internet uh, at that point my attitude of the internet was yeah because it uh, earlier in 2012 someone said why don't you do google ads now i'm in the in the, in the delivery business google ads can cost back in those days two dollars to maybe five six dollars just for one click because um, remember, when you're doing paid ads in Google, you're not paying for the phone to ring. You're not paying for sales. No. You're paying just to drive traffic to your site. Some people say, oh, well, that's not great. I say, yeah, but if you have no traffic, you're not getting business anyway. So you got to build it, get traffic, and then convert it. That's another conversation. And that's something that we go into hev heavily, deeply with, with every client that we bring on board. So at this point, I'm thinking, what does he mean by that? <laughs> And then I saw the books, I saw what he did for marketing because my experience with Google, I mean, if you saw my website today, you'd laugh. And I'm glad it's gone long time ago. Yeah. It was literally a, a page so people can put in an ID and password. There was nothing, it wasn't a website. Don't feel bad, we've all had those websites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm laughing now because I didn't know, right? Like we yeah. all have that. Yeah. And so I, 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 you know, was I tried some SEO guy calls me. He says, yeah, we'll get you calls from Google. You've been on page one. Yeah. I said, okay, here's a hundred dollar budget. Not knowing that that's ridiculous. Like if you hear it, you sometimes hear from these digital people, if you're going to do Facebook ads, start off, do $5 a day or $10 a day. I, I say to anyone that's listening, if you're going to do your own Facebook ads, first of all, get someone that knows how to do them because you'll lose money. Yeah. You know, there's actually a course you can take, you know, but you got to be careful of who's managing it, provided they know. Same thing with Google. You can spend a lot of money and have nothing. So you have to be careful with that. So I, I said, okay, here's $100. Let's see what happens. He's like, okay. I got crickets, if you know what that means. Yeah. Very quiet. Yeah. And I thought, internet, schminternet, this thing is a waste of time. I'll just continue to do my cold calling and follow up and referrals, which was my fatal mistake. 
It was a fatal mistake because I had been successful most of my career. So I thought I was King Midas, that everything I touch will turn into gold. And that's the death of a business. When a business owner thinks, I don't need more clients, everything is wonderful and rosy, be careful because life is going to throw you a curveball that you may or may not recover from. So that was my attitude. And then when I saw from him what he did to acquire clients and the technologies he was using, I was just like, wow, did I miss the boat? Boy, did I have a, uh, did, did I make a mistake? And as business owners, we tend to be too hard on ourselves. Um, so for the first little while, I'm like beating myself up, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, the voice of reason kicked in and knowledge and age said, how could you have known? I was spending my time building my company. How am I supposed to know about Google or Facebook or yep. digital marketing or landing pages and funnels and campaigns and how we, and here's the thing, most business owners don't know. And that's the reason why most business owners fail and they try to go at it themselves because they're doing it to try to save money. Hmm. Now, let me say right here, if you're looking at some of these big influencers online, like Tony Robbins and these big people that do all these social posts, they don't do all those posts. They get people to do it. They get professionals to do it that know what they're doing in their voice so you appear omnipotent. Yeah. So I, I you know, really had no clue. So I, after my beat, my beat up session and the voice of reason came through, I said, okay, universe, I'm an open slate. I know I have to change. I want to meet the most successful people in digital. I want to meet the most successful programmers that have built the most incredible technologies and platforms, things that maybe no one else knows because they're that good. I just kind of threw the wish list out there with an open book. I wanted, I knew I needed to change my attitude. And the thing was that I was motivated additionally because I had a bunch of clients that had built up my business I had for 24 years before I sold it. So I had clients that became friends. Yeah. They're like, okay, what's next, Joel? We want to we want to work with you, whatever you're doing. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. You know, we, I hadn't done any, I had no job from 19, built my business. So I tell business owners, I get the occasional business saying, you know, I should hire you. And I, first thing I say is I'd be a bad employee and you can't afford me. <laughs> and I've had a few people say, yeah, I can afford you. And I'm like, well, you may not want me as an employee because I love helping business owners. That's that's my passion. So once I realized that, once I gave myself the big kick, once I was with an, as an open book, it started coming to me. I met a company here in Toronto, my backyard, that had built some very, very disruptive technologies that allow clients to rank very high in organic search. They've been doing it for 20 years. I'm thinking, you mean you don't have to use Google ads to hopefully get something? And I met some very smart people and I've hung out with them over the last almost nine years. So over that period of time, uh, you know, while having conversations with business, and by the way, I left the courier after that because people were asking me what I was doing and I was getting into digital marketing. I was really excited. So I tell people, yeah, I'm doing digital marketing. I also have a background in transportation. They wouldn't want to hear a thing about that, the transportation. All they wanted to, oh, digital marketing. I started talking and the people gathering around me because when you hang out with smart people uh, for that long, you become smart. Yes. So I hung out with top developers that had been doing uh, building sites and platforms for 20 years. So they understood Google much better than most people. They understand how to build stuff much better than most. I met some very, very smart and wealthy marketers that had been successful multiple times over. And then I started hearing in the conversations with business owners, you should write a book. 
And of course, my response was, I'm not writing a book. Who wants to spend the time and countless hours? I'm thinking, here's a hurdle. You know, I want to build the business. I want to get my word out. And it just didn't connect. Now, if one business owner says do, if one client says do something, take it under advisement. But if you're finding multiple people telling you the same thing, maybe you should listen. And maybe you should think about why you didn't catch that and all your customers did. And I, I didn't catch that because I don't, didn't have the big ego. I, I wasn't like, I'm not like, and I know everything. And I'm not an I know everything. I just know what I know. Yeah. So I finally wrote the book. And I wrote the book because I started hearing and I got sick and tired of hearing stories of business owners where they spent $15,000 or $10,000 on a website that could have been done for four or five. Or they, a plumber that's doing Facebook ads because his digital marketing company said do Facebook ads. And I don't know about you, but if I need a plumber, I'm not going to Facebook. I'm going to Google because I'll probably need a plumber because I have an emergency. Yeah. So I asked him how that's going. Haven't even got a call. Haven't got much response. I looked Good at shot. the campaign yeah. and it just made me mad. Kind of like the Robin Hood type thing. Yeah. I wanted to help these people. I wanted to help the poor because they're being taken advantage by these other people. So I wrote the book. Launched it. Get off that. Sorry. That's okay. My cat trying to eat some food. <laughs> so um, uh, anyway, we got to, you know, we got to make sure that the cat doesn't eat the dinner. Um, yes. So, you know, after all this, you know, understanding, launching the book, it hit number one. It hit number one in six categories on Amazon wow. in 72 hours. And then it hit the number two of the all the top 100 paid Kindle books. And number two, before I was number two, was Michelle Obama, yeah. her book. So I was watching my book going up and up. And then I get a text because uh, I had a team help me do that. Yeah. You're now number two on all of Amazon. I'm like, that can't be. Get all the screenshots. And I was so grateful because I now realize that I hit a nerve. That most business owners like me fail when they try to do it themselves. But really, we don't have the time to fail. We should be building the business which is what we do best and leave the rest to the professionals. And again, unfortunately, there are a lot of bad actors in my industry. There are in other industries as well. And, but it's, it, that was where my connection was. And so wrote the book, became bestseller. And uh, now I meet with people, business owners, Fortune 500 companies, individuals that are just starting their online journey. And I can take them and we do now everything. I've spent the last almost nine years building a system. Hmm. The system is includes people, technologies, and disruptive technologies that aren't available anywhere. So my clients get an advantage over their competition because we have a better mousetrap, if you would, would say. Hmm. To understand the internet, the internet is the most fastest moving form of technology. You can't win by doing what everyone else is doing. Yep. Never can, never will. You know, the big social companies, Google, Facebook, they all were in new frontiers when they built their business. Like if what Facebook did back in the day, if he were to, Mark Zuckerberg were to do that today to get people, he would be thrown in jail. So they're always writing, you're on the cutting edge. When you're on the cutting edge, there are no rules. So you have to have a better mousetrap. And I only align myself with companies that have technologies that can give my clients that extra edge. And then I align with them. I'll either buy part of the company or we'll formulate a new company to create a technology to help the client go through that journey. And so we have a five-step process, which we audit the site, we fix the site, we look at your online reputation, 
and you shouldn't be doing anything further until that is ready. You know, your site looks good. Then you can do traffic and we do all types of traffic and we help the client with conversion. So now at the point where I can help more business owners, whether they're starting up, whether they're already established, where they are in that journey, we can move them to the next level. And I can happily say we have lots of success from our clients, the ones that listen. <laughs> and I also provide digital Sherpa. I call myself a digital Sherpa. And the reason is you mentioned at the beginning why I call myself a Sherpa is if you know what a Sherpa is, um, great. If you don't, well, the best example I could use is when you, if you ever decide you want to go up Mount Everest, you're going to have to hire a Sherpa. Yeah. Because if you don't hire that Sherpa, you're probably not coming back and you'll probably won't make it all the way up. So I realized that the majority of business owners also fail or could kill their business if they don't have the right guidance. So whether someone brings me on board as, as their digital Sherpa for consulting strategy mm -hmm. um, and then putting all the pieces together or not, I'll still help the client. It's just not as deep um, unless they hire me on as their uh, consultant, but I'll still help and guide them and give them basic stuff they need to move forward. And here I am today, just grateful to be able to spread my message to help people. I love it. Absolutely love it. And I, I didn't really jump in too much. I normally do, but I didn't want to because you had such momentum going there. And, and the reason for that is, and what I love is that it isn't all about uh, the money with you. And I can tell that you're passionate about helping people change their lives and change their businesses the same as I am. I think that's probably why we connected and why we get on probably. so well, because that that's who we are as people. We, we're really there to help. And a few things that I, I wanted to pick up on. Um, I want to ask you a question firstly. If you could boil everything down to one major ingredient, right, that took you from where you were to where you are now and drives you forward with the passion and the momentum that it does right now, what is that difference? What is the difference that's made the difference in your life? I think I know, but I want you to say it. <laughs> I think there's a few things, mm -hmm. um, but to boil it down, I think it was connecting with really my emotions first. Like, why is this making me mad when I'm hearing these stories? Like, why do I care so much? Because I went through mm -hmm. and I look back and it was, you know, even though I sold my business, I had framed it in my mind as a failure. Mm -hmm. I failed at marketing. That was for sure. Not even a question. People say, oh, don't say the word failure. Use the word learning experience. But you can't be a learning experience when your mind is turned off to learning. It's a fail. It's a, you know, I was too full of myself to want to take anyone's advice. I thought, you know, as I said, the Midas touch. So when I finally connected, you know, there was one call, I think, that really pushed me over the edge. I kind of alluded to it. It was somebody that had paid a lot of money for a website. And they asked me, what would it cost for me to build one, including writing all the content, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And the price I gave him was about 40% of what he paid. And he, he looked shocked to me. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, at first I started thinking, well, he looked shocked. What did I quote too high? You know, because you're obviously you're getting ready to explain why, because we've got developers for so long and they know what they're doing versus someone that was a mechanic yesterday is now a web developer today. Um, 
I think what what it just I just got so mad and realized, and as a result of him overspending, it wasn't just that, but it was a string of things that included that a lot of bad advice. He ended up closing his business. The mm-hmm. nicest man you ever want to meet, besides you and I, of course. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and I felt so horrible. Yeah. Because if I had met him maybe six months earlier, he would have. I can't say that I would have saved his business, hmm. but he certainly would have had a much better chance of surviving instead of literally just chucking money away like that. I even called his web developer and I said, what the heck, you know, I asked him, I said, you, I really want to call your web developer. Can you make me your, your chief marketing officer just for today? You don't have to pay me anything. He's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. So went on the phone call and I asked, I said, what else are you doing for the site? I'm now the new chief marketing officer. He charged us this. And we only got that. And the guy was, he had thorns in his throat. Uh, 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 uh. So fortunately I was able to get him some rebate. It was like a thousand dollars or something. And he's like, here, I was like, no, just take it. It's just an injustice has been done. I thought, as I said, I felt like Robin Hood. Mm. So at that point I'm like, how can I help more people? You know, I, obviously I now know enough to be able to give a business owner some good advice, at least steer them in the right, right direction. And I just, it was all out of, emotion and passion. How can I do that? And that started the path, which led to the book, which led to me helping more people, which led to more experimentation with technology to find what works mm. or what we could maybe cookie cutter for a majority of companies, depending, regardless of the industry. And as I got more clients and more clients were excited and getting call, and calling me, Joel, I just got my first sale or Joel at work. Do we now have increased our visibility or our we got X amount of followers. Wow, I was so happy. I was more happy to hear, because this is on the same day, just to give you an example, I had a client got his first sale ever. He had a business for 10 years. He took it online for five years before I met him. Never got a sale. He got his first sale. Mm. Got many other sales after that. I don't want to say I just got him one. Um, and he called me up. He was so excited. He was almost in tears. I was so overtaken with emotion. I almost started crying. And I signed a very large client the same day. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I had more satisfaction hearing about that small new client with his first sale than signing that big company. It was actually almost anticlimactic to sign here because I wanted to be more with this business owner. So yeah, I mean, money is money. We live in a currency-based world. We have no choice. You know, time is... My time's very valuable. It's time that you'll never get back. So obviously you should charge for your time provided you're going to provide value, of course. So that was kind of the turning point for me. And then I realized since most business owners don't know that I can help a lot of business owners. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you thought it was. Well, there's a few, well, similar to that, but I I actually think that there's a spiritual element in you. And I was going to come onto that in a minute because it's really weird. You were speaking about Brian Tracy, early doors. Oh, yeah. It's the psychology of achievement or selling, which psychology of selling. I've I've listened to every audio program that he he had. So, yeah, I love Brian Tracy, too. And and I I know a lot of his stuff. Know both of those programs. They're not particularly spiritual. They're very practical. Right. Great programs. However, you alluded to spirituality two or three times all the way through your talk. So I want to know where that came from. Is that just Give me the example of what I said that was spiritual? Just basically said, reaching out to the universe and the stuff universe, like that. Out to the universe, believing it will come, and 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 kind of, you know, putting it out there to get it back. And and you wouldn't have got that from a Brian Tracy program. 
no, so I'm right. curious. <laughs> That's really good that you're you caught on that. So um, I went through a very, after I sold the business, I went through a very deep, uh, I, would, I don't want to over exaggerate, but I, I went into kind of a depression and I went into a lot of self-reflection um, and really I had a, I had a real epiphany, if you could say, mm-hmm. met a lot of very influential people. I was never very religious. I mean, I was brought up Jewish, but I was just, it was just never, I went to Sunday school, but it was never something that was instilled in me as something that I could connect with. Because I saw, and I'm not going to get into political discussions about religion, I saw that if people are people regardless of the religion, why is there this separation? That was my thought ever since I was very young, like, this person's white, I'm white. This person's black, I'm not black, but our blood's the same color. This is just another person's person's Asian, or this person's Hindu, or this person's Christian, or this person's Muslim. I could never understand why. Just the, 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 so I heard someone that he was not religious at all, but very spiritual. And I was always a little more spiritual, you could say, than religious. You know, when I started reading Napoleon Hill when I was a lot younger, he talks about the ether. He talks about, you know, what's out there and the energies out there. I really resonated with that book. In fact, I recommend any of your listeners that have not read Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, read it tomorrow. It's a Bible. There's another book that he read, that he wrote that very few people know about that he asked his family not to publish and it's called Outwitting the Devil. Yeah. And that is a book that, you know, believe it or not, whatever he says, it's a book about building your confidence and becoming a better person to yourself as well. So I was reading more of these books, business books with psychology mixed in and most psychology doesn't have a religious slant, but when you add people's experiences, you know, and taking and learning and hanging around people that have become very successful the first thing you got to do is get rid of the ego. The ego's got to go. And I'm not saying I'm 100% egoless. It always pops up. Um, but the thing is that what got me into talking about the universe, talking about asking, I res- just resonated with those words. Mm. You know, I never resonated with the word God, you know, because when I was young, my the picture, I, I grew up, my public school, I was the only Jewish kid of 600 kids so of course christmas comes along and all that so i was lucky because i got those holidays and i got the jewish holidays but i was i was i was you know at a young age god is this male figure Mm. you know over empowering to a degree maybe you should fear Mm. you know and i just kind of never resonated with that type of like why would i fear why would this over thing be good and also something i should fear it just didn't make sense and so when i started hearing about asking the universe talking to your higher power, you know, because what really kicked it over, and this is great that we're having this chat. And when I read Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, Mm -hmm. that really is when I went, ah, I see that. Mm -hmm. I now see it. It's not like I'm thinking it or I heard about it. It's that I actually see it, feel it, and experience Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that he said in his book. I was like, okay, now I figured it out for Joel. And with that comes a lot of love. I say to myself every day, I journal every day, I always say to myself, I welcome money, opportunity, love, and abundance into my life from both known and unknown sources. 
journal it every day. I journal my successes, my gratitudes, what I've done for my, my big goals in my life and what I've done for my happiness. Every day I write down about three or four things every day. And that's my compass that keeps me grounded because as business owners, we do a lot of stuff during the day. And then at the end of the day, you say, Hey, what'd you do? You're like, um, I did. So I did a lot. I don't remember. I know I moved forward. When you actually take the time to write it down, it becomes more, um, it does become more spiritual, more because you're looking at what you've created. And then when you go back, you have a bad day and you look at, and then every week I look at what I did for the week and then mark down every the end of the month. I look at what I did every week and I write that down for my successes for the month and successes for the week. And when you look back, you go, wow, yeah, I did all that stuff. Like last night, my last meeting, I finished, I was done. I know I had some emails to return. I just couldn't do it. And I looked out, I'm like, oh my goodness, that was my seventh meeting. No wonder. Yeah. You know, no wonder I feel this way. Give myself. This another thing is to understand, to give yourself a lot of latitude as a business owner. Don't beat yourself up because you made a mistake that you didn't know. You repeated a mistake. Sorry, you deserve a kick in the in the behind. That's just the way it is. But it's if you fun. didn't know and you made it and you did it and it was an error, it's not a mistake. It's a learning experience because you won't do it again. Yeah, exactly. Like Babe Ruth, how many? How what was his batting average? His batting average. Uh -huh. You know, he, he struck, he was the most, not he had a good batting average, but he struck out more than any player. Yeah. The more you fail, the more you succeed. Uh, you know, unless you don't understand, you know, failure. I mean, you make your mistakes over and over again, yeah. but there's another conversation for those people. Um, but in terms of, yeah, I just, I really just opened. I let all my defenses down and I said, okay, world, okay, universe, okay, God, I'm ready. I now deserve. Yeah. to be taught the best. And I now deserve to have more confidence because we, the other thing is about pricing. If your prices, most business owners I meet with, their prices are way too low. And a price of your product and service is reflective of your self-esteem. Exactly. Now, I mean, if you have a gas station, okay, there's nothing you can do We're talking commodity, but if it's a personalized service, I talk to people that they say their hourly rate is $50 an hour they should be charging 500 an hour for what yeah. they give. And yeah. they just don't understand that they deserve that. So, you know, you don't want to be caught doing that. So another okay. advice to your, to your listeners, don't over, obviously overcharge, but charge what you, if you're a business owner, your hours are worth a minimum of 100 to 200 an hour. Oh yeah, I, I would, I'd like to add as well at, the, at this point, especially when you're doing stuff like you're doing and like I'm doing, we're not talking about, you mustn't get hung up on the fact that it's hourly and think of it as hourly. They're not paying you an hourly rate. No. They're paying you for a lifetime of experience. Right. It's the old story about the, the, the kind of surgeon who, who has to make, do a minor operation, you know, but, and, and charges, a, you know, what seems like an extortionate price but then explains that, hey, you know, that wasn't for what I did. That was because I knew where to put the scalpel. Right. In the right spot. In the right spot. <laughs> because if we get that wrong, it's catastrophe, you know. I just wanted to touch as well, and I, I want to be sort of cognizant of time, because I know that you've got another call to get, get on soon. But uh, the word fear as well, we mentioned that earlier on. And, and you said a lot of people don't like to use the, the sorry, failure, not fear, um, failure. It's you alluded to it just again it's it really is only a word and it means nothing until you attach a meaning to it so right. you make it work for yourself don't you you know failure in in the hands of somebody like edison 
just meant he'd found another way the light bulb didn't work, which moved him one, one step closer to the way that would. Right. To other people, it's, oh, God damn, this ain't going to work. I'm going to go do something else. See, that's a choice. That's the way you're wired. And that's why it's so important to go to, to work on yourself. And, and I love the fact that, that you kind of affirm that stuff to you. I've got one too. I've got one too um, that I affirm. And it's, I'm happy, healthy, wealthy, powerful, prosperous, healed and whole. This was something better for the greater good of all. So I, have, I affirm it for myself and then I affirm it for everybody else uh, right. as well. But it's the same thing. When you talk to yourself in such a way and you really integrate it into your very being, you can't help but be empowered to another level with everything you do and with your total life experience. Right. You know, you really you resonate, you resonate and vibrate on a higher level. Yeah. People feel that energy. You know, it's part of a love energy because when I meet with a client, I get a charge out of them. Yeah. And I get sometimes, you know, they're not happy when I meet them because of what's happened in the past. And yeah. I'm all smiles oh, yeah. because I'm enjoying the conversation. Even if a client doesn't end up working with me yeah. for whatever reason, I still enjoy the process because I ask everybody, did you learn something today? Yeah. Because I'm not going to be here trying to sell you something. I'm here to teach you what's available and the best way possible to do it. If you decide yeah. to work with me, great. If not, at least I've given you something. And my goal, remember, was to help educate business owners so at least they don't get ripped off or they have a basic understanding of the internet and what needs to be done. I wrote it in a, in a story format so it'd be easier for people to understand and relate to their own as long as i give someone some knowledge they're like yeah i learned today thank you so much i feel good i consider the meeting a success yeah joel i've loved every minute of this this has been a really really good coffee with robert session and uh I yeah, and robert. i brought my coffee too it did good man yeah mine's all gone now <laughs> yeah, no, this it... is my second that's my wife so i uh, gotta make sure she's around yes oh there yeah. we go for everybody there my she wife. is smiley smiley <laughs> but listen it's, it's been an absolute joy mate and and we have got to do this again because i don't feel with you and i when we get together that one chat's going to be enough i think there's an awful lot more to pour out of us and uh, i'd love to and it's fun moreover it's fun but before we go um Anybody who's, who's watching or listening on the podcast that wants to know more about you and wants to hook in and find out more about what you do and benefit from that, where are the best places to get in, in contact? Thank you for that, Robert. Um, okay. Obviously, you can go to LinkedIn and type in Joel Mandelbaum, M-A-N-D-E-L-B-A-U-M, mm -hmm. or you can go to my website. I have a special website that I built uh, for the book. Uh, it's now I'm morphing the site. It's winningonlinebook.com. And the book is called Winning Online. <laughs> Winning Online, Increase Your Visibility and Crush Your Competition is the book. But if you go to winningonlinebook.com, you can do a couple of things. You can book a coffee with me. And what I'll do for all your listeners is if you go to my website, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add the booking uh, link, click on book a coffee with me, and I will give anyone who books a coffee with me, make sure that you say you're, you were uh, listening to Robert's podcast. And I'll give you a free strategy session worth $300 just because you listened. And I can maybe help solve a problem, a burning marketing question. And you'll be able to book directly on my scheduler on that. On my site as well, you can pick up my book if you want. Yep. Or, you know, just see what other stuff. I usually pop up some really cool offers as well on there. But really, that's the best way 
to contact me or book a call, or if you just want to contact me without booking a call, do LinkedIn. But for all of your guests that do go to my my um, my website, I do have three big buttons at the top. Mm -hmm. One of those buttons is a is a gift that I generally give out. It's a two hundred fifty dollar value. It's a document that my team created, which are the five things every website must have to attract new customers. And it's a downloadable document. Just put in your name and email. No, you won't be spammed. It'll only be me that gets it. And you'll get that document. So maybe you can go to your website and start making some changes that could help today. Wonderful. Wonderful. Mate, thank you so much. And to, to anybody who's watching this, this guy knows his stuff. So take him up on this offer because there's an awful lot of noise out there in the marketplace. But I can tell you, this man knows what he's talking about. So take advantage of this generous offer today. Joel, thank you so much, my friend. Let's stay in contact. Definitely. Absolutely. Let's do this again. Thanks ever so much. I'll let you My get pleasure. on with your next call. Awesome. <laughs> Been an absolute star. Bye for now. We'll see you later. Bye Cheers. for now.